Welcome to the Vici Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. Excellent. All right, so we are back for what, the Vici Mundum excellent? Show. Why did you say excellent? What is excellent? Yeah, what's excellent? Being back here with all of you guys recording. Yeah. Yeah. How long has it been? Like two weeks? Yeah, I think so. It feels that did way. Did we not today. record anything last week? Yeah, I don't recall recording anything last week. Did we? Wow, I don't think so. Ooh. I think we were just preparing for 40 hours, Immaculate Conception, and, you know, mm-hmm. and crazy week. And that's usually what happens. Like, if we miss a week, it just feels like a long time, because I'm used to doing it at least once a week. Yeah. But, Laura, this is new for you. Very new. Brand new. Yeah. So today we have uh, a guest on our show. We have Laura, who is the uh, campus minister at Christopher Newport University. So we're Go really excited captains! to have you. captains! Woo! Go captains! I myself am not a captain, but that's our university within our, our parish boundaries. And we love the students there. They're awesome. Do yeah. you like working there? Oh, I love it. It's so great. They're all so sweet. And I just like the size of the university. I feel like I get to know all my students um, and see their faces and recognize them around campus. Yeah. Nice. So it's the best. It's also a beautiful university. I mean, the way it's laid out. And their library is huge. I had to go in there the other day to look for some resources for a paper I was writing. And it was it's pretty magnificent in there. It's easy yeah. to get lost. It's brand new. Um, it, that library just opened at the beginning of the semester. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Very yeah no it was impressive I mean it, you you have to have a map to find your way around for sure um, so but Laura, they were very helpful Laura's trying to keep it together while you're talking to her because I'm moving the mic around in her face to get it just right sorry Laura <laughs> and I have a tendency to just laugh a lot at everything so I was That's working good. really hard <laughs> makes for a joyful podcast so um, if you haven't already guessed we are we are back on the Vici Mundum show I've got here with us today Austin Farenholt director of mission myself Ken White the youth minister and then Laura Powell our um, the director of the campus ministry at, at CNU the campus minister. So the question that I wanted to pose today for us is how can social media and modern communication via texting and email and such, how can that be used to evangelize? Mm. Yeah, great question. Wow. So Laura, you probably deal with a lot of social media being with college students, right? What's yeah. what's the hip social media uh, medium mm. of the day? Right now, I'd say it's Instagram and Snapchat. They're the big things. Yeah, right it's the same with the teens as well. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be the main modes. Twitter is not as um, is not used by as many that I've found anyway in mm-hmm. high school. People is don't it- really. No, I mean there are some people who will use Twitter, but most of them quit Twitter a while ago because it got too angry. Mm. So and they're huh. like, I'm not about all this anger. So. That's really now they're just on Instagram. Yeah, it does seem to be a more angry medium, doesn't it? The, yeah, the, the yeah. tweeting out of things, tweaking out, tweeting, tweeting. Oh, I said tweaking tweet. out. I'm like, like that's what my two year old does. Tweets <laughs> out all the time. Well, maybe people tweak out on Twitter. I don't know. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe y'all just have you know angry threads or something. Yeah. maybe it's mm-hmm. that. I don't know. So, but let's start with those then. <laughs> if that's like I'm done with. That. <laughs> if that's uh, if, if those. Those are the ones that you're most familiar with. Um, maybe we start there. Instagram and Snapchat. Can are, those are, be used for evangelization? Just really quick, are, are many on Facebook? Yeah, I'd say a lot of them are on Facebook, but the younger they are, the less they use it regularly. So it's more of a way that they keep in touch with parents and oh. whatnot or like organize events. Yeah, but even, it's even the events. Yeah, that's a great thing. Um, the ability to organize events 
easily and make them really cool seeming. Um, hmm. But even that started to move over to Instagram. Interesting. Yeah. But Facebook yeah. owns Instagram, right? Do they? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I have no idea. Oh, I don't... man. I, don't... <laughs> <laughs> I, I did something with uh, – I just I made a, a huge blanket assumption because I made uh, our Vici Mundum shows on Instagram. Follow us. And uh, I did our first, like, promotion. We had we have this post that's going, like, for us, viral. Usually it's, like, 20 likes or whatever, and we got up to, like, 500. Whoa. So I put a couple dollars behind it, like, just to try it out, you know, to see what happens. And uh, – yeah, and they just integrated with Facebook like like it was all natural and seamless. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I wonder if Facebook bought them, but um, I have no idea. I don't we know. Probably need to cut this. What was what was the <laughs> <laughs> what was the post though? That's a good. Let's let's go with that. What was oh, the post? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, so we had a viral post, right? And here's the big deal. And the interesting thing is, most of our posts tend to be just hilarious things that are going on, right? So either well, our podcasting which is not always hilarious but sometimes or it could just be some shenanigans going on uh and we post that to to the uh vici mundum show instagram and we get yeah. like you know 15 well, 20 likes maybe a comment here or there let's do a little case study so yeah. we've got all right so i'm just gonna throw one up we did one um here's like a an average show cover desires of the flesh versus desires of the spirit it's a picture of all these cupcakes and cookies and stuff it's our show cover nice yeah it's good (laughs) but it's liked by seven people right Mm -hmm. that was october 12th uh and then i've got one of ken white hugging a minion which is pretty funny uh it's we ended up using it for the show cover get uncomfortable because the picture makes you feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I like it's that a little uncomfortable. He's got his eyes closed. I mean, it, it, it's a good picture, but that one, we got like 19 people to like it. Uh, and then, then we just did, man, I did this one like, um, a few days ago and it is, we did a 40 hour devotion very recently. So 40 hours of adoration. And I, I took a picture of the Eucharist with candles behind it, all pointing up to the crucifix. If you'd oh, like to see wow. it. That's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah it's actually, it's a really beautiful photo. Um, but what, how many likes are we at? This is the craziest thing. Okay. So here's the thing we went up to like, and mind you at this point, um, because we haven't explored a lot of this. We have 121 followers. So we're not a huge presence. You know, we're, we're pretty small. Yeah. Um, and uh, that, that says nothing about the quality of our content. Just so all of our <laughs> listeners know. We're just new. All right? We're going to be huge. Um, but uh, there were – I think there were about 500 interactions with this particular post. And then I put uh, like five bucks a day um because you can do that apparently put a little bit of money on it and it it travels further so now we're at 810 people who have liked it with i think uh 17 comments so i mean it's like it's got a lot lot of interactions yeah 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 Yeah. and what what i find really fascinating about it is usually at least i come to social media thinking what people want to see right the funny photos of the guys hugging the minions and you know or or just the shenanigans but which post was the most popular? The beautiful image of our Lord. Yeah. Of our Lord in the Eucharist and then the crucifix yeah. and the candles, like this beauty that was portrayed. And talk about evangelization. Yeah. Like if someone comes across this on their feed, right? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Right? Yeah. What is this about? Well, right? and one of the cool things was there was actually somebody on there that said, get this off my feed. Like somebody was oh, angry interesting. about it. Yeah. Which to me is also kind of a good sign because people said that about Jesus. Like, I don't want you <laughs> yeah. here. I'd rather crucify you. So, 
You know, I mean, it, it, it's interesting. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So there's a definite um, kind of interesting point with social media, like that, that, that was the one that maybe spread the most and yeah. made some people angry even because it was Jesus that we were proclaiming. So, all right, here's, so you're asking all about evangelization and my, my question. So I've gone through a lot of just like personal debates interior debates on social media oh yes me too i've studied i studied public relations um and so that kind of at the dawn of social media i was studying it so that's kind of what Mm. what it was like now it's it's if you go into public relations you're embracing social media essentially yeah um and so it's what i studied it's my background um but there's something about the medium itself that sometimes conflicts me um, and it's the, the various mediums have their own particular spin on things. So I actually, there were a couple of things I noticed, uh, my, the energy, like the life that I had, I just felt like, like I just had less satisfaction with life. Um, the more time that I spent on it, this, I don't know if this is anything to do with your question, Ken, but I'm just rolling with it. But I just found like, I was just at a not as happy place. And so one day I was, I was working had tons of work to do, but it was trying to do as much as I could to get home. I finished one like thing that I had to do, and then uh, I was thinking of the next thing I had to do. And as I was thinking of it, my fingers just type in Facebook. Fifteen minutes roll by, and I'm sitting on Facebook. And then I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Now I have to go home fifteen minutes later, and you know I'm already going to be getting home very late. I'm like this, I just wasted a bunch of time. So I just went. This was like three or four, maybe four years ago. Went and deactivated it. I went dark on social media for like the past four years, and I've just gotten back on. Um, and I don't know why I share that story, other than to say that like that it was it was very conflicting for me to be on it. And I found getting off for a long period of time, kind of in retrospect, I look back at like you know Jesus went into the desert for forty days, um, and then he he came back out. The uh, the Israelites went into um, into the desert for forty years, and then they came back out. And so for me, oh, I was thinking it's four years. That's kind of cool. So I went <laughs> off for like four years, uh, my own personal little social media desert, and now kind of coming back on. But while I was off, I found man, like I, I just I, I didn't know what was going on with people as much. Um, that was a little bit of a downer. On the one hand, the other hand was like when I met people, I had no idea that they had like three kids and were married. You know, friends from college or whatever. So that was kind of kind of exciting to see all that. Yeah, I, I mean, I please interject. No, I, I where I'm going. With this. <laughs> no, I think so. I've I've had similar internal debates, and I've been on and off of these various um, social media. Facebook, I deactivated my I think it was my junior year of college, and I didn't get back on until I started in youth ministry. Uh, and then I think I deactivated it once again. I mean, I've kind of been on and off, on and off on Facebook and Instagram and such. And even now, I have those things, but I'm not very active on them. Um, and I think what I what I'm coming to more and more in prayer, and as I consider, you know, how do we live in this, you know, this time period with all of these things, and especially in ministry that they that they are being used by those that we minister to, um, you know, what's what's the balance or where, you know, what do we do with it? And I, I guess to me, it comes down to like intentionality. Hmm. Um, as I as I've been praying more about it, and Jesus has been sort of showing me in in that prayer um, more what those things are for. I think of that intentionality. Like if it's if I'm getting on Facebook and I'm just disappearing down the vast hole of Facebook, then that's not helpful. That's 
that's not helpful to anyone and it's definitely not helpful to me. So there's definitely those negative effects. But I think there's also an aspect of um, there were some youth that I knew uh, in Idaho that I've still been able to communicate with. And, and send them help, you know helpful articles on the Catholic faith or whatever it might be that I've still been able to engage with them across the country from when I used to work in Idaho that I could still um, they're now I mean they're no longer youth they're in college and such but it's still like that ability to be able to to message and keep talking faith with people across the country. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, what, for whatever reason, a phone call is a little difficult, especially if they're, if they're in Idaho, that's two hours difference. So, um, from living out there, it was really hard to communicate to people back here in the East because the two hour difference, like someone would be eating dinner, someone would be getting ready for bed. And then you just kind of do this continual cycle and nobody could ever talk. And so something like Facebook or, or Instagram is a, is a awesome way to be able to continue conversations Mm -hmm. about Jesus, about life, sharing those moments, those, those being grateful for those moments. But I think it's, it's that intentionality. Why are you on there and what are you doing? Mm -hmm. That would be sort of the, the question I ask myself and the question I would ask anyone else. Why are you on there and what are you doing? What are you, Well, I mean, I was just thinking that the intentionality is really important because it's so easy to go down the hole of scrolling forever and ever just to, I don't know, escape something or you're just addicted. Like, it happens. Um, But I I also have experienced um, that connection with other people throughout the diocese because I go to a lot of retreats in the college ministry world. And so it's actually been very, very cool to be able to meet someone once at a retreat. Um, maybe I forget to get their contact information, but they can look me up on Facebook and reach out to me. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a really great benefit of having social media and probably the purpose deep down, one of the purposes of it and mm-hmm. why it exists. Um, and I can even see what's going on in their life, even though we don't have much of a chance to connect outside of that. And it gives us something to talk about when we do meet up, like, oh, I saw you posted a picture yeah. of your new puppy. Tell me about that. Um, so not limiting it just to social media, but taking it outside of that, I think is really important. Like, don't be limited by it. Let it go beyond that. See, I love what you said there. Using it for its original purpose, uh, because I think... And, and the purpose that they would still – a lot of these mediums will uh, will say that, that they have is to connect, to create better connection with other people. Um, what are just some in general ways, Laura and Ken, be interested too, that you've seen it perhaps uh, – and, and not to be like overly negative or, or call certain people out. But what are some of the like – perhaps some of the ways that it's not used just so we can create some contrast? Because when I think – like when you hear Facebook and stuff, it's like, oh, connection. We make connections. But what's the what's the contrast of that maybe that's like unhealthy ways it's been used? I think um, <clears throat> one of the things that, that can happen is that we um, – it's easy to use technology as a shield against um, uncomfortable interaction. Mm. Right? So if, if bad news has to be told or if um, – if a conversation like on over email or text, you know, you can form your words just right or just perfect and you don't have to know what the other person, how the other person reacts. You might get it in words, but you don't actually have to be in the room and, and be in that uncomfortable situation. So I think sometimes it can be a, it can be an easy way to not have to 
go through that. Like, for instance, you know, it, it always um, gets me when when people say that they, you know, ask someone out on a date via technology. It's like, why why would you do that, right? Why, like, to me, that's like, uh, I was raised just you didn't do that, right? You asked direct, you asked that person. But when I when I wonder, like, why are people doing that? They're doing it because they don't want to hear the no. Right. If it's a no, then they lack. The, then they have to be there in that no. But if it's a no across text, it's somehow just a little bit cleaned up and a little less difficult. And they just you know text someone else. Right. Mm. Like like it becomes you, you're separated from it a little bit. But then I would argue that then you're also separated when it's a yes, and you and the joy of that moment with someone else. Mm. I don't know. What do you what do you think? Laura? Well, I was just thinking that I think a lot of it is more of the fear of mistakes at all. Um, and I think it does make a shield, but, um, it's, it's really wanting to put the perfect vision of who you are out. Um, but that's boring. Like the perfect vision's boring. Um, because there is no perfect you, you're just you, um, mistakes and all. And, I think that's something that I find myself doing even via email is I'll spend like an hour writing the perfect email or I'll write the perfect post and I just want affirmation that it was perfect Mm. when actually when I'm talking to someone in person, um, like your body language, nodding your head, it's like, oh yeah, I get that. Um, But we can actually mimic that on social media if we don't if we just don't self filter all the time, like we don't have to take a million selfies. We can just take the selfie with our messy hair and invite people into that moment where we were at the beach and it was super windy and cold and awkward. There's something beautiful about that moment. Hmm. Can you talk a little bit? I, I love also that you said you invite people into the moment. Uh, and that, I don't know, it's just that there's a lot of like cool. Uh, thought things going on in my head that like, all right, so there's, there's the messiness of the person and then there's a sharing of like, of the moment, you know, uh, my wife has this hilarious phrase, phrase she uses sometimes. She's like, you know, Austin, sometimes I feel like every person is their own hurricane and they're just like running around into each other. And, uh, and so, um, I don't know, like that picture or that, that image of like, we are in a sense kind of we've got our own interior hurricane sometimes, but we try to portray it as this calm, like serene, beautiful beach. And uh, um, but that there's I think perhaps maybe there's something not as inviting about that, even though it is beautiful. Whereas if there is kind of like a mess, like that's more relatable because we can all experience that. Do you? see that yeah there's something intimidating about talking to the perfect person i think it, i mean like you you have these heroes in your mind and you're super nervous when you talk to them and so it's that same thing of everyone turns into the perfect person and it's really scary to engage with them because you're like i don't actually know you like mm. this like who are you who are your mistakes um your anger actually makes you who you are too and your sadness that's part of who you are not just yeah. the smiles so yeah yeah and there definitely has to be a balance right because um while there is something beautiful and relatable about the messy sometimes i think too much mess can be shared <laughs> you know and and it's not it's not that people don't want to be in that mess with you or be there for you but it's um I mean, like okay, so for instance, if I if I were to like have a rough day and like sort of just spill it all out over social media, um, the comfort that I'm going to get from people is not the same 
via social media than if I were to go to one of my coworkers and just say, I've had this really rough day, right? Or I go to my spouse at the end of the day and I relay all of the things on my mind and my heart and my spouse is there to affirm and to lift up, right? There's, a, there's just a difference. It doesn't work the same way over texting and over social media, right? I mean, it, it, there's, there's something um, that you can't enter into that mess with someone via that medium, would you say? Yeah, I think it's a level of what's appropriate to enter into as well. Like when you meet a random person on the street, you can share stuff about your life. Like my dog just got sprayed by a skunk. Um, And a lot of the people on social media um, are very much like the random people you meet on the street because maybe you met them years ago and you don't really keep in touch. So it wouldn't be, it would be that same type of interaction with those people where like, it's just, they don't know you, they don't know your life, but it's still okay to share certain things. It's just what's appropriate. What's the appropriate level of vulnerability for what you're sharing in that moment? Hmm. So, yeah, I think that has a lot to do with evangelization because I think, I think you're, you're hitting something that that's really important. is that idea of vulnerability. Like we can't, we can't really evangelize without first being vulnerable, um, which is which is kind of interesting, you know. Like if we just put up that big image of you know of Jesus or whatever else, or take the Bible and like you should believe this because it's true. Like okay, yeah, that's fine. But if you think about some of the most um, important and uh, impactful relationships, they're usually built on a level of vulnerability that this person has seen you. Uh, Maybe in not so pleasant of a situation, they've seen you when you've been really goofy, you know, like from lack of sleep or something. They've seen you uh, eat um, eat things that are goofy, or you know, they've seen they've just seen so many different elements of you that when you share something with somebody after they've they've experienced, you know, a wider variety of who you are, they're more apt to listen and to tune in. Um, so I think that that, that is key, that idea of vulnerability and sharing, um, sharing who we are as people in, in, a, in a more full sense. So do you think that, that there, there is an appropriate level of, uh, of vulnerability we should have on social media? Yeah, I absolutely do. Yeah. Um, because who you're friends with, you have to be mindful of all the people who could possibly see your post. Would you share this with your best friend in private? If the answer is no, then you probably shouldn't be sharing it on social media <laughs> because someone you met five years ago is probably going to see it. Right. So that's a huge piece of it. Um, and that vulnerability, it it's something that comes from shared experience. And I think we can get a little bit of that on social media. Um, but there's no, there's nothing that can replace being in real life, going to a coffee shop, seeing someone spill coffee everywhere. I'm just thinking of hilarious things. Yeah. But um, <laughs> there's nothing quite like that shared experience that happens in real time. But it can be built on, like the stuff in social media can be built on with that real experience. So I think it's just being mindful of what you're doing and who who you're sharing with. Yeah. So I know there's there's some people who have Instagram accounts that they only have their close friends follow. This might be something similar to a group chat, like mm-hmm. on GroupMe. Um, but it's actually okay. If you've only got a few very close friends, then it's probably okay to be a little bit more vulnerable in that setting. Yeah. So it, it kind of just depends on who you're friends with and knowing that. 
You know, one thing I've thought too is that it's because of the wide array of people who are who could be tuning in to whatever you're saying. I've, I've wondered just what is. You know, if we're going to use social media, and the church has some very beautiful documents on on using social media, many of which I have not yet read, though I greatly desire to. Um, and uh, but I think I think there is just kind of that question of okay, so there's there's so many factors when we get into a relationship with somebody. You know, some people you're going to share some things; other people you're just not going to share things with because you don't. There's not that level of trust or whatever. Um, but I think there is something that we can share with most people, um, and I think that that's our relationship with Jesus. Uh, and so it, it kind of occurred to me when I was really debating and praying about, you know, do I get back on social media and to what extent do I use it? Um, <clears throat> is that First of all, I don't. I think our Lord would go down any path He could to win, uh, to win a soul back to Him, and so I think that this that social media really could be used as, uh, and and honestly, I think it should be used as a vehicle to one uh, build connections with other people and and some of the things we've talked about it, but I also think that it's an excellent vehicle and medium to share uh, to share how much Jesus loves us. In different ways, whether that's in our own life, whether that's sharing some of the fruits of our contemplation, um, whether it's uh, uh, just sharing something beautiful that we've made that gives glory to God. Uh, so I kind of I wonder if there's uh, if that's an element to it is are who when we post who do we glorify? Do we glorify us or do we glorify God? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have a good friend. Shout out to my friend uh, Nelson Sintra. He does. He actually a does a lot of. Name. It is. It's a cool His name. His last name yeah. is Centaur. Sintra. Oh, <laughs> Nelson, Nelson Sintra. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> he is pretty awesome. Like a centaur would be, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, he uh, he does really well on Facebook in really engaging people in conversations, but in a way that you know you think of Facebook as like this sort of volatile, everybody hating on everybody else. But he'll post it and just invite people into a into a back and forth, a very healthy, respectful back and forth. And I mean, sometimes I'll sit there and read some of his posts just to get a sense of like his argumentation, and then these other people that are coming from extremely different backgrounds arguing against him, and then him. I mean, he just does it with such grace. He'll be like, "Wow, I never saw it that way. Can you help me understand this more?" Right? And he'll just kind of continue to engage in a very polite way this conversation. And I think it, he just always comes to mind as someone who's really taking the medium and 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 doing the kind of thing that like Saint Paul would have done, right? Like mm-hmm. Bishop Barron says that Saint Paul was like at the center of the culture where all the conversations are happening. That's where St. Paul went. Hmm. And so in the same way, Bishop Barron says that with social media, Facebook, YouTube, if that's where the conversation is being had, then let's have the conversation about Christ, right? In a respectful yeah. and loving way, but like let's go there. And that's and that's what my, my buddy Nelson does. I mean he just he, – he invites people into a conversation where it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Bishop Barron also talks a lot about um, inviting people into beauty. And so um, – I feel like that's an excellent place for social media and encountering people where they're really spending time. And because a lot of our witness is what we find so beautiful about the faith. Maybe it's a chapel you went to. Maybe it's an icon that you really like. And you can just post it and people – there is something vulnerable about that because people could be like, oh, this is the worst thing in the world. But for the most part, you're just inviting people in. 
And that's really gentle. Yeah. So they can just scroll past it. But for someone, it might touch their hearts and they might wonder, wow, why, why does this exist? Yeah. And maybe just search a little deeper and take it outside. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I love that. You, I love that you talk about the, the beauty, like posting beauty. There's a, a really great guy, Bill Donahue. He teaches at the Theology of the Body Institute. And he's, he's like with his Facebook, I mean, he just posts these incredible pictures that he finds, not always his own that he's created, but just like these pictures with beautiful meditations. I mean, it's just like, the stuff that's super powerful that you look at and you're like, whoa, I'm raised above, um, uh, you know, above my sin, above like this, this is raising me more towards the heart of God, even if it's not specifically about God, but it's just, it's just sharing the beauty and goodness of life. Hmm. Yeah. One, one time, one Valentine's day, I was so fed up with how social media typically is that I spent the entire day, maybe this is not something I would recommend doing, but I spent the entire day posting things that I thought would make people happier. So I posted mm. like the polar coordinates for a heart on a graphing calculator and the story of St. Valentine. So that's something that you can actually just do every day is flood social media with beauty. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That is so great because that's, I mean, the more we do that, then the more we reveal uh, Christ living inside of us. Because the more we, we try to kind of shine the light on just our exterior and the surface of stuff, uh, the less that we can really get to the heart of anything. And that's where that's where our Lord Jesus resides. He re- resides in our heart. And so when we open that up and say, here's beauty, here's goodness, here's truth, do we make ourselves vulnerable to getting pierced? Yeah, definitely. But that's what our Lord did. You know, and I think as Christians, that's what we're called to do is to go uh, to stand up on the cross, open our arms wide and say, come, you know, come and see, see this beautiful heart that burns for you. And I, I would challenge our listeners too that um, that if, if you're posting a lot on Facebook uh, is to make sure your heart is on fire. And the way to do that is to enter into prayer. You know, keep entering into prayer because if we're on for our own affirmation and saying like, you know, I'm not getting enough. I need, I need more likes. I need more likes. I'm not sure who I am. Uh, then that's that can be very challenging because it's just too empty. You know, I tried. That was one of the reasons why I got off. It's just it's not a it's not a happy place to be. But when you're on saying like, here's goodness, here's truth, here's beauty. You know, share it with the world. Then I think there's like your heart continues to grow as you see the response of others, and even as you get maybe get attacked. Yeah, yeah. I think it's about like pointing to the love of the Father. Mm. Um, my sister got her. Um, degree in dance and for her thesis project where she had to actually um, choreograph and perform a dance. It was all, um, she had put all these references to the Trinity and pointing to the Trinity. Um, and it wasn't explicit. It was just in the beauty of the dance and then different elements that she put on stage with her. And she even met some resistance, like people, like, I don't know that they necessarily got it, but they were just like, no, you don't need that or you don't don't put that in there or whatever. And she's like, no, it has to be in there because the whole point of her, her thesis was to point to the Trinity and point to God. And so I think even with social media, if we can point to God the Father and his love for us, point to Jesus Christ and his, you know, dying for us and point to the Holy Spirit and, and his action in us, like, like that's, that's when social media becomes evangelization. You know who the best – Evangel- social media evangelization saying is it just occurred to me mm. St. John the Baptist I must decrease he must increase mm. I think if that's at the heart of our post 
then we have nothing to worry about. And in fact, we should just spend a lot more time on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I love it. (laughs) Any final thoughts, Laura? No, that's awesome. She shook her head no. She didn't talk. She's an introvert. That's very true. Very introverted. (laughs) No, well, thank you for being on the the podcast with us and sharing sharing that and your thoughts on that and your experience with it. Um, I think that's – I think the heart of the matter is, yeah, to point to to Christ. We decrease so that he may increase. So uh, St. John the Baptist, bless – please pray for us and – Help us with all of our all of our ministries, our various social media presences, and we challenge our audience to consider the same thing. So, um, and I did Instagram us while we were recording just now. Oh so wow! Look at that live bit. Instagram with our podcast. I don't really know if I did it live. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still new. Well, let's hope it was no. something that that pointed to God. And <laughs> should I put a filter on you? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so <laughs> we better uh, we better uh, shut down this podcast before it gets too crazy uh, but thanks thanks folks for listening and um, definitely check us out you can go to vichimundum.com or uh, go on um, Stitcher or the Apple Podcasts or Google Play we're on all these all these places so definitely follow us like us send us an email vichimundum1633 at gmail.com and if this was impactful for you share it on social media Um, until next time, Our Lady Mount Carmel. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia, or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. This podcast is presented to you by individuals who are not all necessarily experts in the field of discussion, but are answering the call of the new evangelization and sharing the love of Christ with you. God bless you.